What I love most about Mi Gente is our community and how important it is to take care of our own. Hey, it's Honey and Carolina. On our podcast, Life in Spanglish, we talk about how important being there for your loved ones is. Pero también sobre lo importante que es tener a alguien dispuesto a apoyarte cuando lo necesites, como lo hace State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like Wrestling with Freddie, with me, Freddie Prinz Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm. Proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. It's the Custard TV podcast, the one place no, no, on the no, web. No, 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 no. That was rather No, I always stop, do stop. that. No, I'm doing it this week, all right? Hold back. Go on, then. Ready? It's the Custard TV podcast. There we go. Um, the man you hear, our very own um, thing from Bullseye, that's Gary in the London <laughs> area. <laughs> I've always thought of myself as, you know, the bloke who um, who does stands by the commentator goes, uh, and they come up to the hockey and, uh, you know, listen to Tony. You know, that bloke, Tony. This, is gonna be, no, this isn't going to be a good one. I can already feel it. Um, Matt in the North. <laughs> okay. Um, so we start every podcast normally by me saying, so this week I was there, but literally nothing has happened in my life. So it's up well, to you, both I've of you, just, to come up with something found interesting. something out. It's just been revealed to me that Matt is not actually from the north. I feel like we've lied to people for years. So, well, I'm, not, say I'm not misrepresented. North. Well, the no- yeah. North Midlands, anyway. Yeah, but you weren't born in the north, so you're not no, even... North. No, I was, I, I was born in Taplow. Where the heck is that? In uh, Buckinghamshire. And we moved yeah. about a bit. I, I've lived up here since I was you're about not- seven. You're a heck of a lot posher than I thought. Lived in, yeah. lived in, lived in Luton for a while. I can confirm I'm London-born and bred. Never lived outside the borough of Lewisham. Really? Yep. Really? Well, Not I never even. Tested to be northern. I remember it was one. one Every of our week listeners. we come on this podcast, yeah, and you're the northern it's, one. It started because someone said, "Who's that northern bloke who's just come on your podcast?" You don't remember that when we used to do it well, live? That's because you were <laughs> proposing to be northern. We need to do this. It's the Custard TV podcast, the one place on the web to get all the latest TV news, reviews, and reviews directly to your ears. Uh, there's Gary in the London area. What's up? And Matt, who lives in the north but was born in Taplow. Thank you. Hello. There we go. That's what we'll do now for every week. Yep. But you, so we you just... say I'm from the northern area, and I am. I live in the northern area. <laughs> there's just certain things that you feel like in life you can rely on. And Matt being from the north was certainly one of them. I used to say you could rely upon the trains, but I found that out to not to be true today. Classic Gary. Well, can we listen to <laughs> Gary's train story? Well, no, um, as you know, if you're okay, listening then. to this podcast, you'll know that there was a national rail strike planned for the bank yeah. holiday weekend. Which they've now uh, called off. Well, exactly. So I spent most of today rearranging things for Tuesday to then find out it was cancelled. This is what I normally do at the beginning, but isn't it really? <laughs> this is yeah. you go, oh, I'm hanging out with Dragon's Den. <laughs> I had a haircut yesterday. 
and had a filling done, not at the same time. I was going to say, that'd that would have be been a heck of a... That'd be a great, wouldn't it? That's either a hell of a dentist or a bar or a bar that needs a new job <laughs> And your nails done, all three in, a, in one go. Do you know, Perfect. someone said to me today, why don't you get your nails done when you get your hair cut? Maybe I will. Luke, Gary and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV Podcast. I've got a, a, a new feature... Uh, Gary's words of wisdom. It may only be a one-week feature, of course. <laughs> it may uh, only be one word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But something very good I heard uh, a couple of days ago is uh, how to tell if you're old is if you've got two of them and one of them hurts. <laughs> Go west, quick. Okay. Play the music. First of all, Sky Atlantic is going to simulcast the second series premiere, and I think the whole of the second series of True Detective, uh, on the 22nd of June. That will be at 2am in the morning. This is something that Sky Atlantic have been doing this series uh, of Game of Thrones, simulcasting it early in the morning for those that want to stay up or record it, DVR and watch it. Does um, that mean, what I wanted to ask is, does that mean, like with Game of Thrones, does that mean the 2am showing goes immediately onto their catch-up service. Yes, or do you I, to, I oh, often wake up on a Monday morning and can watch the Game of Thrones straight away at like nine, eight o'clock in the morning. Good Nothing good. better than blood, violence and gore at eight o'clock in the morning when you're having your and breakfast. Can I, can I also oh, ask I you what we... was a breakfast cereal. Oh, yeah. sorry. Like, like Snow Cuddle like <laughs> <Snow, laughs> and Pop. From, yeah. New from Kellogg's. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you about the uh, controversial scenes, apparently, in the most recent Game of Thrones... Did it go too far? What's different is that in the book, that character doesn't receive that level uh, of intense... Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. On, uh, yeah, punishment. Yeah. But it, it does happen in the book. You know, I know there are people out there who go, oh, Game of Thrones, you know, go, go and read your Bible, go and read your medieval have history. You not, have go. you read the Bible? Well, yeah, exactly. It's full of this sort of stuff. It all went on in those kind of times, and medi- you know, lots of medieval stories and kings and queens of, of Britain around the around that time. If you don't around- like it, go and watch Home Fires. Yeah, absolutely. Watch what's appropriate for you to watch. They didn't show you anything anyway because they cut away. <laughs> they cut he's away. Oh, now he's now he's critiquing it and really fed up that they didn't show you anything. No, 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 I'm not saying that. that. But all these people saying. Uh, oh, they went too far. We didn't actually see what happened. Okay, you heard, but you didn't actually see anything. I think it was far worse in the last series when when Joffrey was killed, and his mum and dad, who are brother and sister, had sex by his uh, grave. Luke, I'm not even sure hey, that was in the you, series. I really was. Question. I really am. What did I ask? <laughs> 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 I'm a bit mesmerised. Good news for anybody that's a fan of Twin Peaks and the uh, remake that's coming up in, on Showtime. David Lynch has officially signed back on, which means a lot of the stars of the show have agreed that they'll be back. Um, all the intense negotiations and back and forth have all been fixed, which is great for anyone looking forward to that. So last week we talked about the upfronts and the cancellations that have been made in the US and we're happy to say that one of the comedies, The Mindy Project, has been saved in the US by their online service, Hulu. Uh, we don't get Hulu in this country or we don't get the access to the US version. It's, it's what's called geo-blocked, uh, which sounds something painful. Um, and uh, there's no word yet whether The Mindy Project in its saved version will be on E4. And also they've announced that they'll be doing about 26 or 27 episodes in this new series. I don't know whether they're just cramming them all in. And uh, if you're a fan of um, Netflix's cartoon comedy Bojack Horseman, of which I did get into and watch all of series one last year, 
Series two of that is on Netflix from the 17th of July. It does have uh, some famous voices in it. Alison Brie from Community and uh, the bloke out of uh, Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul. Only one new show that uh, I wasn't able to watch in the last couple of weeks, and it's um, Fox's new show they're showing on a Friday night called Wayward Pines. Now, this is based on a book series uh, and stars Matt Dillon uh, as the lead. He plays an FBI or a Secret Service agent who, after a cu- trying to find two other missing Secret Service agents, ends up on a cut in a car crash and wakes up in a hospital in a small town called Wayward Pines in Idaho. Now, there's a lot of similarity here to things like The Prisoner and Twin Peaks. It's all very strange. The characters are quite large in their way they do. They're all very quirky. There's a good British connection because Toby Jones plays the the psychiatrist who meets uh, with Matt Dillon a number of times. And there's a lovely conspiracy about the fact that he keeps trying to ring home and the phones won't connect. And he tries at one point to leave the town and it just leads him back straight into the town. First episode also had very much of a feel of um, The Walking Dead, you know, that idea of waking up somewhere unknown and being slightly alone. You know, the place was quite deserted to start with the hospital he was in. Juliet Lewis plays a, a barmaid stroke uh, person that he we're not sure if he actually can see her or not. And everyone else in the town is appearing to be sort of against him. Back in the real world, because we don't know if he's having a psychotic episode or what, uh, his wife and children sort of are trying to work out where he is and his former Secret Service colleagues are also trying to investigate. I'm told there is a good, good payoff and good twists coming up by those that have read the books, that it doesn't just like lost kind of go nowhere, uh, that there is a good reason. So, I mean, I, I will keep watching it. The only thing I didn't like, I thought Matt Dillon was a bit... I've never been a big fan of his. I thought he was a bit ordinary in the lead role. I mean, OK, he spent most of the episode very beat up. I don't think he can really act his way out of a paper bag, in my opinion. Have so, you kept yeah. up with the affair? Yes, uh, I have seen episode two, which I thought was excellent. I'm now on to episode five. It is really, really something. I mean, I, lo- I love the fact that Scott Atlantic have their relationship with HBO. Mm. Yeah, so do not, I. But... This, would be, this would be great on terrestrial television as well. It, would, it has four written all over it. I have watched an episode or three with my mum, and it's, some of that is awkward, I'll tell yeah. you. Um, in fact, a lot of that is awkward. But when it's not, it is... Hanky-panky, yeah. as I said last Yes, time. yeah. Too much I might have been just, just sneezing and coughing in places that I shouldn't have been. But not it, sneezing it, and coughing there, Luke. <laughs> Not had a real terrible allergy problem. Uh, <laughs> the more you watch it, the more sort of engrossed you are, and you don't know who to believe. Yeah. And you, you you get little tidbits of information. Please, if you if you can, well, yeah, well, particularly Ruth's. Please catch up. I'm not doing any service with all this smut talk. Please catch yeah. up and watch it because it is brilliantly done, and I. I don't know how it ends. I don't know whether it's a decent ending, but I'm hooked. So let's hope it goes somewhere. That's yeah, always my it. concern with American stuff. Is it, well, I suppose well, English I stuff that, as well to a degree. That's but. why I kind of investigated Wayward Pines as well and spoke to some people who'd read the books because I'm not sure I want to invest in something that's not going to go anywhere at the moment. Or get so axed, of course. Involved. That's another option. Uh, particularly now, where we tend to get stuff in the UK... Almost at the same time as America. It used to be we only mm. got the stuff that got a second series. Mm. 
yeah. with the fact that you've now got lots more cable options, they tend yeah. to buy up the stuff that got cancelled. I mean, there was a there was a period in which Sky One got very unlucky and bought three or four series that got canned in year one, didn't they? Mm. Well, BBC Two put um, a lot of faith in Pan Am as well. I remember a few years ago, and Matt and I are still enjoying the Goldberg as Goldbergs as well because uh, it's just an easy an easy yeah. watch. And I think the young, the young lad it. in it is is very good as it's well. Superb. He's not annoying. Yeah. yeah. No, he's I'm, he's up there I'm with David Rawl for Moonboy. Up on the good wife. Yeah. Where are I'm you now, on the good wife? Yeah. Where are you on it? About a third of the way in series two now. So, uh, Luke, is he a further than you now? Maybe six or seven episodes ahead of me. I I don't know if Matt will remember, and when Luke gets to it, the episode yeah. where they end up in military court. Yeah, sort of. It's just fantastic. Great story writing and brilliant acting. I really well, don't was... know why I I avoided this show for so long. I think because there were so well because there were so many of them. And if you, yeah. I mean, it's like I think yeah. as Luke's saying, if you don't get in on the ground floor with some shows, yeah. you miss out. You feel yeah, like no, you, you feel like there's so many to catch up on that you'll yeah. never get there. Yeah. I think. But uh, it's also, an easy as much watch, as I, I think the good it's wife. a very easy yeah. watch, The Good Wife. As much as I love it, I, it is something I have to be in the mood for because it's something mm. I want to pay attention to. And not miss bits. So, I, so it's not like I, the Goldbergs where I can just sit there and oh, watch I, it. I, and I, I, be... I, I always can get into it on you know Thursday nights. It's on for me now, and it's all. I, it, I have yeah. to say, I slightly disagree. Yeah. I quite like it as the last show I watch before I go to bed, kind of thing. It's it's relaxing because it's not overly intense. Obviously, there is drama yeah. involved, but it's not. It's yeah. not like really, and you can go to bed knowing that it's not going to keep you up all night wondering what happens next. You know, I mean, it's, it is a good late-night show for me. And Dreaming of Juliana Margulies. If you don't know what we're talking about when we say the Goldbergs, that's E4 on, on weeknights, and The Good Wife is currently on More 4, but if you want to go to where Gary and I are, we're watching it via Netflix. And I would really urge you, even if you're not a fan of US dramas, you'll know for long enough I'm not, that The Good Wife has just got that... I don't know what it is about it, mm. but it's just brilliantly done. Classy, classy. It feels classy. It, it, it is classy, and it's well, yeah. well paced and just it's, I mean, it's the... so, so well written um, by the kings, aren't they called the? It's That's classy, right, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it's inaccessible. Yeah. Yeah. You know how some shows are really classy that you feel like you should be. Well, dressed the up classy to watch ones them. that are on the cable shows, cable networks. Yeah. Um, haven't talked in great depth about Britain's Got Talent uh, aside from you know the opening shows Golden Buzzer was pressed though last Saturday uh, by David Williams the, the reason I want to talk about it it's the producers again doing that mm. thing of yeah. here we go here's somebody wacky that you won't have seen before who actually has a quite successful career yeah, a good online like presence supporting yeah, Billy she, Bragg she's friends with Billy yeah. Bragg isn't she as well yeah, and I'm she sure was Williams in a... is knowing her from the, yeah. the circuit and the comedy circuit she, she was um, she was in a radio comedy not mm. ions ago with Linda Bellingham and, and big names in the in the female comedy world, she what they did was they didn't give you any background on her no. at all. Not even where you're from, what do you do. It was it's just like, this is I the teach act. Piano. It's yeah. a bit deceitful. It's like you're being lied to, isn't it? It's like um, Nico mm. and Paddy last year when they made all those faces, even though they've been on and won the Spanish mm. version of. of but is, is that just us as 
you know, well, quote, I, I unquote, don't critics. know. I don't know why they're presenting it in that way. Like we're stupid. I think in the age of Google and Wikipedia and stuff like that, it's really easy to find out someone's mm. what they've been on before. I think they should now say, you know, it's not one of those things where we're gonna find someone who hasn't done anything before, like a Susan Boyle or a Paul Potts no. or someone like that. Someone we're gonna showcase has, has working, established talent. Yeah, established acts who who maybe need a, a bit of a leg up, but have been working for years. Do, maybe need. Do a they bit advertise it though as? I mean, because obviously the voice never lies as well. They never say, you know, yeah, we're going to just... Do, yeah, the, the voice, the, the, the voice actually probably does it better because yeah. when those people come back, they acknowledge it. Yeah. And of course, the, the voice, the first part is obviously, you know, relatively unknown, mm. you know, because you can't see their face. Do, do Britain's Got Talent ever make a thing about it? It's new talent that we're trying to find. Yeah, they don't really, it, from it, what I know, they don't say it's not that, new talent. Occasionally they will do that, but I think... I suppose it's what, what do you consider as their break? And what also, do, what do you consider it, you if know? it's a good story to tell that they all think this woman is awful and then Wellings presses his buzzer... And it's a, you know, it's the comedy of of Simon banging his head on the desk. And it seemed to me that they cut a big chunk out. It seemed to me a like they did do some feedback with her before Walliams pressed the golden buzzer. But because it didn't fit into the story that they were trying to tell, they cut it all out and then just got mm. him to do, you know, that it doesn't matter what they think. I don't think it was even explained, unless I'm dumb. I don't think it was even explained that this was an act she was doing. I think the way yeah. they portrayed they it was, she's it a nutty a, lady doing yeah. a silly song. Yeah, yeah which, that's how the, which, that is how yeah. they presented it. But I, it's hard to think. I don't think Simon Cowell... We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JP Morgan Chase Bank and a member of FDIC. That's jokes. That is my thing. <laughs> I don't think Simon Cowell understands humor. This woman was portrayed as one of those ditzy... Yeah. Contestants that comes yeah. on with her keyboard and does a silly song and people laugh. Like the at guy her. who did, um, oh, what was it now? You know the guy who um, David Walliams. There was a whole thing about his record agency. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I forget uh, what he said. Hold you in but my. It, I want to hold you in my arms. That was it. It was portrayed that way when mm. really she was doing a comedic act that she's been doing like, around uh, the country for years. She's like so. a female John Shuttleworth, if you know who that is. Mm. Gary might know. Yeah. Who oh that. yes. She's like uh, a female version of him. You can't go back to savoury once you've had your sweet. Yeah, exactly. And that was a very yeah. similar, you know, yeah. everyone's good at cooking something, yeah. I'm good at cooking crumble. That was her song. And that was it, that was it. Yeah. Um, so that was that. Britain's Got Talent a, a uh, goes... Side as yeah, well, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just to get that very pop, very cultural reference yeah. into the podcast. Or Pamers with a keyboard. Meanwhile, they watched... Um, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. So this is uh, Sunday night's new uh, BBC World drama stars uh, Eddie... Uh, Marden. Anyway. Marden. Marden. He still can't do it. Marden. And Bertie Large. Playing the aforementioned Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. They're two uh, magicians living in the 17th century, I want to say. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah maybe the around, 18th. It's around dark times, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I was expecting uh, the, the Napoleonic the War time, whenever that was. Oh, that's eighteen. That's early 1800s. Yeah, so 19th century then. Yeah. Mr. Norrell, played by Eddie Marsden, who's this practising magician. He's got lots of books. He's very sort of serious with it. He wants to use his magic to help out with the war, but a lot of people obviously are sceptical of this. Uh, and then you've got uh, Jonathan Strange, who's played by Bertie Carvel, who's this sort of more sort of toffish guy. He He's a sort of work-shy guy. He doesn't seem to commit to anything or anyone. And he sort of discovers that he's got this gift for mediocre tricks. And obviously we'll get to it. So he's the Stephen Mulhern of the... Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's the Stephen Mulhern to Eddie Marsden's Paul Daniels. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, I thought on this, I thought uh, it is a very odd time to put it on a Sunday night. I, mean, I thought that. Yeah, there's, but again, it's. I struggle to think who it's for because you've got the magic element who you think would appeal to a family audience, a younger audience. But it, at the same time, it's very wordy, especially the start, the first 20 minutes. There was a lot of expositional scenes. There was a lot of men yes. talking in darkly lit rooms. And I think kids will get bored of that. And I know I said when we talked about Thunderbirds a couple of weeks that they were insulting kids' intelligence. But I think there's a middle ground. Uh, something like Merlin, for example, had mm. did the right thing. Whereas well, this, I, I... at the same time, the audience who watched Poldark, which you mentioned, I don't know if they'd be able to get into this because of the magic thing, especially at the end when Mark Warren popped up looking like David Berry from Labyrinth. Yeah, that was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> very weird overall i quite liked this and i have series linked it and will i'm intrigued to watch the next episode but i do mm. agree I, the time slot confused me the day confused me possibly the, you might aim for like the doctor who market because the magic did feel mm. very much like from a, a, a who universe you know it was the stone um sort of figures in a in a in a, in a big huge uh, church coming to life which had was yeah, very but I, I don't think the pacing was there for like no, no you're right it was very I mean, I... stoic very especially the, i think the scenes with uh, jonathan strange were a bit liked had a bit more humor to them yes. Eddie marsden's character was very humorless very yeah, he's very much. He's very I, I know much. They tried man. to put like Paul K in there, and there was a couple of other like the high society people. They tried to make them sort of the joke, and he'd be the straight man. But I, d- I think those scenes fell flat for me, and it was only when Mark Warren turned up at the end. I mean, I quite, I, I quite liked the storyline. The idea that all the magic in Yorkshire was theoretical, and that where there were no books, and this guy Mister Norrell had them all. Mm. Um, and that he said, well, look, you know, if I prove there's magic, you have to disband. I mean, I, that was quite an interesting storyline. And then he moved very quickly. Yeah, to I, I just think I, that, again, it took so long to get there, though. It took yeah. so long to explain everything. But I quite Did... like the idea that these are the only two magicians in the country yeah. and they don't know each other, uh, but they will. And uh, it, I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. The series quite well. I agree with you there, but... How long did it take to get to that scene where he made everything come to life? It was a good ten minutes. Yeah. I'm sure they could have rattled through that a lot quicker. And I think the fact that they've uh, the, got the, the seven ne- episodes to get through as well. Well, I was going to say, the next thing really is how are they going to fill out another... And, and with it being the BBC, it's an hour. It's not 42 yeah. minutes with ads. It's an hour. 
Um, and, and possibly you're right. It, it is one of those shows for them that you, to tell a story yeah, every week. That probably could do with ads to split it up a bit as well, because it, yes. it is quite heavy going for a show that has got, uh, you know, like a magical element to it. I, do you do The Detectives? Yeah. Uh, the Detectives is a, a, a show that was on three nights over this last weekend, uh, Saturday, sorry, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday on BBC Two. Yeah. And it yeah. followed round uh, the work of a specific uh, sexual crimes unit in Manchester. And I get the impression that this had been filmed over quite a period of time and probably has suffered a little bit from the fact that the 24 hours in uh, police custody has done such a good job because I feel like this is touching on very similar ground. I questioned at the time why they'd they'd scheduled something this big, uh, what we call stripped over three consecutive nights as opposed to weekly. I think it worked for the most part because it was once... Principally, it was one story they were following. Principally behind it is the running storyline of um, of the fact that they're trying to uh, build a case against a historical child sex attacker who was a former flatmate of Jimmy Savile. And what they do is show you the work going into that and the work of other cases at the same time. Um, The only thing that I think that really made that annoyed me was the, the music didn't fit. There was this kind of jangly, soft I know what you mean, yeah. And yeah. and I kind of felt that took away from the seriousness of what the subject matter was. There's yeah. no way you can make this light and fluffy. The, the 24 hours in police custody, because it dealt with such a wide variety of, of offences, from your garden yeah. variety drunk to your, you know, your more serious, they can't do that with this. And the, the music didn't fit. Unlike the custody show that we talk about, it can't break off and show them just having general chats about yeah. what they had for lunch or anything, because the subject matter they're concentrating on is so serious, and the people yeah, involved are are all, yeah so. are completely. As far as a documentary is concerned, I found it engrossing. I think it's the sort yes. of thing the BBC do very very well. They always have three hours over three nights. It, it was a little much, although I appreciate you don't have to watch. You know, like yourself, you don't have to watch them when they're on. You could record them and no. watch them. At your leisure, but if you were watching them live, for lack of a better phrase, it was a bit hard going, and you did sort of feel like you needed to um, get that sense of humour or relief somewhere. I watched the first episode in about three sittings. I think I watched it in about three twenty-minute bits because it, it is very hard going subject matter. Very important but, and very well done. It's so not tele- good television. Yeah. should entertain but it also should do that sort of other side of emotion it maybe should sometimes make you feel a little bit uncomfortable that certainly I, did i would say but i but i feel like police did 24 hours in police custody beat this to the punch a little bit it, I, what i would say is the way it was made was a bit more documentaries of years gone by rather than documentaries yeah. of today because like we couldn't we didn't follow them for example into the interview room it was sort of you saw the tape spinning around and yeah. they subtitled other shows do go into the interview room and they yeah. do show you what's going on. You sort of felt like, why am I being left outside the door here? Why can't we go in with them? So it did feel a little bit old-fashioned in that sense, but that's the way it was yeah. made. So, yeah, that's the detectives. Yeah. On uh, on um, You can catch it up on the iPlayer, should you I wish would, it. I, I would recommend that you do, if you're a fan of true crime or if you're, you know... I don't want to say mm. interested in this subject matter because that sounds a bit a bit macabre, but uh, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a very good documentary. 
we can't do Matt's been to another screening because Matt hasn't been to another screening. But no. what we oh, can okay. do is um, we can do the regular feature we do this time of year, which is where's Matt going to be for Eurovision? I will be at my friend's house, and I will be yeah. on Twitter for once. Ooh, so there you go. I don't believe it until I see it. Live tweeting Eurovision. I'm not sure it. where I'm going to be, because my uncle is up, and he's not a Eurovision fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to uh, uh, no. uh, put my Eurovision interests onto him, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> And Craig, you make it sound like you've got some yeah. sort of disorder. I forgot to watch the semi-finals, which was There's annoying. Another one on tonight. On. Next year, fans of the podcast who also happen to love Eurovision should join Matt for a big podcast Eurovision party. Yeah, I think we've got to make yeah, that happen. Yeah. Yeah, be great and, and we should also try and get Gary to be the entry, because let's be honest, he's not got much to live up to. That's Saturday, 8 o'clock on BBC One. Does that mean it will trounce Britain's Got Talent? I've no idea. So, And then if you're still into your BGT, that, can, that goes live Monday, 7.30 on ITV. Again, they do this, talking the scheduling again, they've done it for years. It they do an hour and a half of Brit's Got Talent, then Coronation Street, and then back to Anthony. It's a big the Corrie results. as well. It's a big yeah. sort of week on Corrie, isn't it? It's a big week for Coronation Street, big fire. Wednesday night sees the return of 24 hours in A&E. I know it's not been gone long enough for you to miss it, but it is well done and still worthy of a watch. Uh, that is 9 o'clock set at St George's in south-west London. And uh, at 10.45, should you want to, you know, pull an eyeball out, you know, you might want to, <laughs> uh, Suntrap, which is Bradley Walsh's new sitcom with uh, Phone Jacker Star Kai Van Novak. Is it? it Luke, is should it be God called uh, Claptrap? What channel is this on? This is BBC One, and it is So they're burying awful. it in the 10.45? In, in the same slot. As uh, Father Figure, Citizen Khan, uh, Citizen Khan, yeah. and uh, yeah. what was that well, other one? The Right Way. Yeah. yeah. So already, well, don't forget Citizen Khan, third series. Third can't se- knock it. I would no. I I can't, like you both. Is it ca- I can't knock it till you try. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Shouldn't I like you both? You know I like you both, but I think we would uh-huh. be doing the listeners of the podcast a disservice if we didn't, as a trio. Watch the first episode of Soundtrap for next week. I think we should like live podcast one of these really awful <laughs> shows. But uh, it, it's just awful. It's about um, Kaivan Novak is a journalist. He's wanted in England, so he goes over to Spain where his old boss Bradley Walsh is running a yeah, bar. Yeah, I could then we sit through oh, about five minutes of it because Be- Kaivan oh, Novak sake. plays the most. Anno- I like Brad- oh. Bradley Walsh. Is all right. He's playing Bradley Walsh. He is, but I mean... But Kai Kai Van Novak's character... It's a good stretch of his character, actually, then. He's playing himself. He just doesn't shut up, and and it's just... uh, It is the most annoying half hour, you will say. I mean, I'd rather watch something with Joey Essex on it than this. It is just You're really really selling it. Are you being paid by the producers to... uh... Well, I remember, I remember a a while ago when when we did a podcast and we spoke about Law and Order being rested. And I said, that's great, I hate that show. And then you said that I would big up whatever Bradley Walsh did next to make sure that Law and Order stayed off the air for as long as it could. This is what he's doing next, and it is awful. So um, it makes I don't you even Law and Order back, yeah? Or that thing on Saturday night that's really bad as well. Wait, who else is on that, Gary? Uh, Ramesh Ranganathan. There you go. You have to tweet him and tell him <laughs> that we've promoted him for the past 
60 hours of the podcast. <laughs> well, we haven't uh, promoted. You... All you do is make me say his name. Uh, so um, I doubt he's got you... much of a bump in his Twitter followers or ticket sales by me this, this saying is what his name. I'm going to do something a bit different because Gary's been a bit quiet on the old Twitter sphere. What I'll do is, if you want to follow Ramesh Ranganathan on no, Twitter... No, you've got his name wrong, Luke. Did it's I? Ramesh. Ramesh. Ramesh, my apologies. Let me Ramesh tell you that his twi- I'll just give you the details. His Twitter handle yeah. is at Ramesh Ranga, R-O-M-E-S-H-R-A-N-G-A. Yeah. I'll so tweet for this him at week, the end of this show, all right? Yeah. I'll give him a link to the podcast and say, every week we mention you on our podcast, please retweet. And let's see if it happens. Let's see if it happens. That's a goal. Don't follow Gary this week. Follow Ramesh. Um, And you can also follow Matt on Twitter as well for his Euro talk on Saturday night at Matt's TV Bites on Twitter. And I am at Luke Custard TV. Do I not get a mention? No. You're following following Ramesh Ranganathan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nobody follow Gary at all. He he will do the show and the document next week then. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, yeah, yeah, you probably enjoy it. I bet it, we have yeah. loads in common. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you can forget us on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV. The Custard TV. Um, you, that's it, I think. What was that? I don't know. I just <laughs> do, like I your was, movie announcer voice. You can um, download this podcast from the website, thecustardtv.com, and you know that friend of yours that you've had since school and you see every day when you walk the dogs in the park, you can tell them about the podcast as well, and you can talk about us together. Make sure they've got a computer and an internet connection first, otherwise it's pretty much pointless. When I say you've known since school, I don't mean you knew at school in the 70s. I mean you know them now, where everybody mostly has an internet connection. This is Matt Namara, doesn't Does she not? at school with her. (laughs) No, no. <laughs> but she doesn't everyone, and she doesn't have the internet. You're assuming Cranky. that you millennials, you know, assume that everybody's on the interweb, and they're not. Anyway, uh, Gary always sings us out on the podcast, and as Ramesh has not joined us this week, he'll have to do it. This is the remix. Okay. Okay, here we go. Remix. <laughs> Rewind. I thought you had a dog in the room, man. And in the darkness. Afraid to step into the light remix. Some people need to help somebody when the age of surrenders inside. Don't you worry. Remix, it's gonna be alright. Boom, boom, cause I'm always ready. I won't let you out of my sight. Matt, do you realise? We've never, ever had Gary and Craig David on the same no. Skype call. And Basil Brush. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.